Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to All Steelers Talk, your home for everything Pittsburgh Steelers, presented by AllSteelers.com. What is up, Steelers Nation? Thank you so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. I'm Noah Strackbine, joined every Monday and Wednesday by my main man, Stephen Thompson. Find us on YouTube.com slash Talk or anywhere you get your podcasts the Pittsburgh Steelers are celebrating Victory Monday, a 20-18 to 18 victory over Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, a game many said could not happen, a victory that should never have happened. But here we are celebrating a Victory Monday. It's a little bit of a gloomy day here in the Berg, but that's okay because everything's brighter when you're coming off of a win. How you feeling, my friend? Good. I've had to, had to eat a little bit of crow. I was one of those people who did not think that this was going to happen, that we were going to have a victory Monday today. So, uh, you know, personally, not the best day, but, you know, <laughs> better day in the Berg when it's victory Monday, of course. Better day in the Berg when it's victory Monday. It's all right. My score prediction was 32-17. I'm looking at it right now. So I'll take that L with you. I think everybody else did. I told um Eddie, I call him Eddie Passers from DK Pittsburgh Sports. He was talking to me yesterday, and he was like, I was the only one on the platform that predicted a win. And I, I looked him straight in the face and I was like, you're a homer, dude. You got, you got home reviews. That's not going to happen. You're blinded. It can't. And then after the game, I went right up to him. I was like, all right. So I owe you an apology. That was on me a little bit. And I just, it, it didn't seem like a game that they could win, but as soon as Kenny Pickett was announced, as soon as you kind of felt the energy in the stadium, you just got to feel that this could be the game. You watched it from the outside looking in. Did, did it have that same feel like right from the jump? Did it seem like, wow, the Steelers really could carry this game all the way through? Um, Not necessarily from the jump like that. I think you had a different, different vibe, like being in the stadium. Um, For me, it was when I started, when I saw Brady start, you know, skipping passes to his receivers. Like I thought Brady was not very good yesterday, not very sharp at all. And when I started seeing kind of, you know, cracks in the armor like that when i saw him kind of look human and kind of look look like look a little shaky i was like okay this is something um this is something and i didn't you know not to take away from the game that the steelers secondary and and defense as a whole played but like that was i i expected them to re i expected him to really carve them up like right away but um yeah no they 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 once they were kind of holding in there for the for the first quarter i was like okay this is this is going to happen. This is like, this is going to be a game and, and they're, they have a chance to pull one out. Yeah. I looked at it. Like if the Steelers could tie at the end of the first quarter, 
this is a win. By the end of the first quarter, I was like, oh, oh, this mm-hmm. could uh this could this could actually be a win. This isn't just a, a one quarter, oh, okay, they impressed a little bit. Like yeah. they have the momentum. And, and that came with a lot of underdogs. Like this team was as beat up as beat up can get, and it got worse as the game went on. You lose your starting quarterback, you already head into the game without your starting secondary outside of Terrell Edmonds. No TJ Watt. Malik Reed finally gets a sack. It just, I don't know. It felt like all the underdogs that should have stepped up for a couple of weeks now had their backs against the wall and said, this is finally our time to shine. And just like you said, they made Tom Brady look bad. And, you know, I'm sure that's in part of Tom Brady, but I don't know. It just kind of felt like that was a game where you should be able to take advantage of Josh Jackson and James Pierre and Arthur Millette and Trey Norwood and those guys, but nobody was able to. When you look at the winners and losers, I think it's hard to find some losers in this game. So let's focus on the winners first. You watched that game, 60 minutes of football. You walked away. Who was your biggest winner or winners in that game? Yeah, and like you said, I mean, just how it's really hard to pick out losers. It's really hard to pick, you know, just one or two winners. But I really have to go with Chase Claypool. Um, I, I, w- I was really impressed with, with how he played. Um, you know, it wasn't just kind of the the raw numbers. I think it was nine catches for close to 100 yards. Um, like Seven catches, minutes. 96 yards, I believe. And the first touchdown of the season by a wide receiver. Yes, exactly. There we go. Um, but yeah, it was it was really like the clutch plays, you know, that that touchdown kind of being the least of them. Um, like mm-hmm. they're on that final drive when they had to when they had to ice the game. Um, they I, I forget how much time was left, but it was I, I'm pretty sure inside of two minutes. Um, and they had a chance to. David Bay had a chance to get the ball back. Uh, the Steelers were facing a couple of third and longs, like third and I think 15 or 16. And Chase came up with big catches on both of those third downs. Not just, you know, catches like simple catches. They were difficult catches too, hauling these in from Mitch Trubisky. Um, And that's just like the player that I think he expects to be or wants to be and that everyone kind of expects him to be. So I think that was my biggest winner, was watching Chase um, not just make plays, but make clutch and timely plays. Um, and and be and look like a number one receiver, quite frankly. Yeah, he really did. It was a game that I think we've been waiting a long time for. Like you talk about the sophomore slump, and I think that's a real thing. But year three started, nothing was was working. And I, I took a quote from Mike Tomlin after the game where he just really highlighted that it was this game. Like Chase played really well today, but we're not going to put it in a broad brush. I think he said we're not going to paint the barn with a broad brush. It was the first paint the barn tomlinism of the season i missed them but it's true like this was a great game by chase claypool but this is what he's capable of doing and i think this is what he's capable of doing moving forward and you saw that like that third down play that you were referring to i I think the one on the sideline where he literally had to turn his entire body make the catch from mitch trubisky like that doesn't happen on a normal chase claypool day so if you could build off of that huge I, i this was this was very needed did you did you did you hear about his L afterwards after the game about his no, celebratory dip? So Gunnar Olszewski gave him a cel- celebratory dip, a nice chewing tobacco right after the game. <laughs> he had it in his hand while he was doing the interview. I actually put the interview on YouTube and then apparently like an hour later it didn't hit him well. And I thought that the whole time. Uh, like as soon as he was like Gunnar just gave me a celebratory dip, first one ever. And my first thought, I was just like, dude, you're going to get the tobacco sweats in 45 minutes and things are going to get real bad for you. Real bad. Like, so hopefully it didn't ruin his whole night, but 
you know, mm-hmm. definitely an L after a big game. I don't know. I don't, I I would I could see it a cigar. I'm not. Yeah. Nobody dip is a whole. Yeah, whole different game. Dip is a, yeah. I I can only imagine after playing a three and a half hour football game and Chase Claypool. I I don't think Chase Claypool has ever come near dip before in his life. You know, like he no. does not seem like that kind of guy. No, no, I don't think that they even chew tobacco in Canada. I'm pretty sure that's <laughs> that's what I've heard. Speaking of chewing tobacco, I uh, got to give a shout out to uh, Mike Prosciutto. So yesterday I was talking to um, everybody in the press box and you always know that it's like towards the end of the game. You know, you go through the sequence, you go the the halftime chicken tenders and hot dogs that make you just feel terrible. And then mm-hmm. the third quarter's over and then you get a scent of of evergreen or wintergreen or whatever the chewing tobacco is. And you're just like, Oh, Triv's got a dip in. And that's how, you know, there's like five minutes left in the ball game and we're, mm-hmm. we're getting close. So shout out to him. Cause it makes, it makes Sundays just so much better. Yeah. My winner in this one, I want to go to the secondary. I got to give it to James Pierre and Josh Jackson. I think both of them played well. I think Josh Jackson was so undervalued coming out of this game. Like people were talking about the big day for James Pierre, but, it just felt like Josh Jackson wasn't even targeted. Like Mike Tom or uh, Tom Brady didn't even look his way because I, I'm sure that he had locked on defense. And that was such a big game. I'm Chris Godwin finished with like 90 some yards. Mike Evans had like 45 yards or something, but like, that's still like both of those guys should have had 150 yards, two touchdowns. Tom Brady should have had a career day and it shouldn't even have been close. They held their own every second of that game. And I I was more than impressed by both of them. And I think that it's a building block because you head to Miami on Sunday night, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle are the fastest wide receivers you will face all season long. You got to expect Levi Wallace to return from concussion protocol, but I wouldn't expect Cam Sutton or Akella Witherspoon on the field. So you're just looking at that game. Like, okay, Levi's reliable kind of, James Pierre is the athletic one. He's got to be able to keep up with a guy like Tyree Kill. He's got to keep up with a guy like Jalen Waddle. And this game, I think, is a confidence boost to say, okay, this has got it's got to work. This has got to be a growing stage for James Pierre here in year three. Um, he did have a neck brace on after the game, but Mike Tomlin said that's just a stinger. I wouldn't take it as anything crazy. I would just look at it as you know, hopefully he's okay by Sunday night. But I think that was a huge, huge game by the cornerbacks. And afterwards, Arthur Millette told me every underdog, this is the exact quote was every underdog gets their bone. And I was like, I love that. Like, that's the best. And they did. I feel like they both yeah. got their bone against, in my opinion, the greatest quarterback of all time. Yeah. Um, I think the point you made about how they are, they were locked in for every second of that game. That was the biggest part. Um, we've seen this Steelers defense play really well in certain time frames. Um, we have very rarely seen them put together four quarters of really good football. Um, and that was, I think, the most impressive part of watching this team play last weekend, particularly on the defensive side of the ball, was that it was a complete effort. It was from start to finish, a, a, a fantastic effort from like up and down the lineup, really, protect, particularly in that secondary. Yeah, I agree. And you got to look at everybody in that defense, and that's a good point is, you know, Isaiah Loudermilk got his first helmet, and I think that the defensive line took such a, a step forward with him out there, especially against the run. It was 
it, it was good to see because I felt that all summer. Like this was Isaiah Loudermilk's year. He just kind of got the short end of the stick because there's so many defensive linemen on this roster right now that are worthy of a spot. I thought Larry Ogunjobi absolutely dominated that game. Um, Malik Reed got his first sack. That was awesome to see. Uh, the dude ran 25 yards celebrating after that thing. Like ignored oh, everybody yeah. <laughs> who was trying to celebrate with him. He was so fired up. It was crazy. You can tell he's been waiting to do something like that. Um, and then guys, like like if it was me, Terrell Edmonds would have a contract today because yeah. he showed yesterday that if you need him to be a veteran, you need him to be that guy that you could rely on, he's going to be that guy. And I think contract year again for him, that big, big day for Terrell Edmonds. On the flip side of that, I don't know if there's any losers. I think I might have one in mind. Do you have a loser that you're walking away just going, maybe not, you know, I don't think anybody had a poor game, but you look at it and just go, it wasn't the building block that you hoped that it was in this win. Yeah, I think in that sense, definitely Najee was. It's just another another week of him, again, looking like he's hobbled by those those foot injuries. It's like getting really hard to ignore. Um, he just doesn't have that same kind of burst that you really would expect or need from a player of his caliber. Um, yeah, it was just disappointing. Um, it's just, you know, it limits their offense, limits the run game. Um He's just, he's just better than this, quite frankly, and it's it's just frustrating to watch him because I don't think it has anything to do with his own ability. Um, it it's uh, it's hard to not feel like it's it's those two foot injuries that are still holding him back. Yeah, I agree. I think you look at him; he averaged three yards a carry yesterday, like fourteen for forty-two yards. You just wanted to see more. And like at times you did see more. Like he was plowing through the 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 line and carrying guys for a couple of yards. And you're like, okay, this was nice. He caught the touchdown early. You were like, here we go, build a little bit of momentum. But he just <laughs> never got going. And you could tell that, you know, he's okay with it after the game. He was sitting in the locker room and he still had all his pads on. It was like 20 minutes after the game ended. And Mike Tomlin walks in the locker room and goes, 22 don't be taking forever and Najee's just like I'm just trying to enjoy this man and like you know you could tell that, that it meant a lot like he doesn't need to have a big game for him to feel right. confident in this team or in himself um and he mm -hmm. needed that win but I'd like to see him have better games and I think they will come I'm not gonna I'm not gonna rule Najee out this season and say oh you know he's just gonna mm -hmm. be a dud for the rest of the year but right now I agree with you I think that you have to have more production from him because it does hinder your offense from a guy that you know, four months ago, we were literally drooling over his physique and talking about, oh my gosh, this is going to be a wild year for Najee Harris. And here we are, injuries mm -hmm. happen, they stink, but you got to have more production or you got to get Jalen Warren more involved, which he wasn't. It was the opposite. I don't even know what he touched the field two times for two rushes. That's That doesn't sound like a guy that Mike Tomlin a week ago was saying Jalen Warren will continue to get more reps. He clearly did not. So we have to see more than that, but I agree. I think Najee's the only disappointing part of this game, mm -hmm. but in a game where you had to throw the ball as many times as the Steelers did, I'm not overly mm -hmm. upset about it. The Steelers might have a quarterback situation, at least for the next two weeks. That's definitely something we have to talk about. And then there's a Chris Boswell tweet that's floating around the internet that 
might be a little concerning, uh, a little something to talk about, no doubt. But first, mm-hmm. we got a word from our boys at True Classic. Football is back, baby. And our new sponsor, True Classic, wants you to look and feel your best even after a couple of brewskis or going full force on your fantasy football draft. Sure, it's football season, but it's also butt-to-couch season. Luckily, True Classic has the absolute best-fitting clothes a man can buy. Snug in the arms and chest with a little extra space in the torso, their t-shirts are designed to keep you cozy and highlight your best assets no matter what you're up to. So, if your special someone is upset that you're watching football all day, the least you can do is look good doing it. True Classic has already helped over 2 million men find their perfect fit at an affordable price. Our listeners get access to the best deal they offer for a limited time only. Get 25% off with our code ALLSTEALERS at trueclassic.com. Almost all men's t-shirts are designed to look good on skinny models with six packs, but most of us aren't packing anything but a few beers. Fellas, you are wearing the wrong clothes. True Classic taper off. Excuse me. True classic tees taper off towards the bottom, but they fit tighter around the chest and shoulders. It's time to highlight your best attributes with a t-shirt you can always confidently throw on. Not only are you finally getting a t-shirt designed for the male body, but the first thing you'll notice is how soft it is. The colors are primed too, and you can even match your team of choice. True Classic doesn't just stop at tees. They are your one-stop shop for men's essentials. From polos and workout shirts with the same flattering fit to boxer briefs designed with a pouch to keep your bulge nice and comfortable, all of their gear is top-notch quality at reasonable prices. They also have this dope pack builder on their website where you can custom bundle all of their essential products and save even more than the discount we're offering you today. And for all the defensive-sized players, they have long body options for tall guys and up to 3XL on their staple colors. Whether you have abs or flabs, their clothes look great on all body types. Let's stop beer belly shaming with better clothes. Men, let's be team players here. Upgrade your wardrobe with True Classic and help your friends out by telling them about these tees as well. From tall Steves, active Pauls, or average Gregs, True Classic has your back. It's about time to get your fit together. Upgrade your wardrobe at True Classic. Get 25% off at trueclassic.com with our code ALLSTEALERS. Free shipping is included on purchases over $100. That's 25% off at trueclassic.com with our code ALLSTEALERS. If there's one bet you should make this football season, it's on True Classic. True Classic. Look good. Feel good. All right. The Pittsburgh Steelers started the game with Kenny Pickett. Felt real good. Momentum was moving. They they got on the board early. It was the first first quarter touchdown they have scored since week 10 of last season when Mason Rudolph started a football game. It's been a minute. Second half, Kenny goes down. Mitch Trubisky's in at quarterback. There was never a lapse of confidence for some reason. It, it took Five weeks, six weeks for Mitch Trubisky to finally be the Mitch Trubisky the Pittsburgh Steelers wanted him to be, and that was because he came in in the third quarter with no pressure and nothing to lose. Leads him to a victory on one great second-half performance against Tom Brady and the Bucs defense. Is there a quarterback situation in Pittsburgh? I think it's plain and simple. You you look at that game, and you got the first question and only question you could have is, are we looking at a controversy in the next two weeks? I said this uh, when Kenny got subbed in for the first time, and I think it's still true. You can't go back. Um, after you make that move, after you bring Kenny in, 
after you name him the starter, I don't really think you can go back. Because um, first of all, I think you know what you have in Mitch Trubisky. I think he showed you what he could do yesterday, but you always knew that he could do that. Um, he just hadn't done it. I think the other thing is that Mitch didn't make any plays yesterday that I don't think Kenny could make. Um, I thought I thought Mitch was good, um, but you've 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 tied yourself to this horse to to Kenny and I I don't I don't think there's a controversy still. Um I think you appreciate what Mitch did, but I think as soon as Kenny's ready to go again, they throw him back in. Um I don't know what you think. No, I agree with that. I think that you have to. And, and it doesn't matter. Like I called a buddy last night after the game and I asked him. I said, "Yo, you watch the game, you're a diehard Pittsburgh Steelers fan. What would it take for you to want to keep Mitch Trubisky in the game?" against philadelphia guessing that he plays against miami and i would expect him to play against miami it's going to be very difficult for kenny to leave the concussion protocol by sunday and get practice in. i think that's the biggest thing is if he misses wednesday he misses thursday the steelers aren't going to be like okay you're going to practice friday go through a walk through saturday fly to miami and play sunday night football against tua and the dolphins i just don't think that that's good goal to have for a rookie quarterback with two starts under his belt when you have Mitch Trubisky who's playing fine but he said he he didn't say nothing he said he's got to do more than we could imagine he's got to play better than we can imagine and I think that's possible because what we saw yesterday was Mitch Trubisky with zero expectations and zero pressure it was the first time he didn't play scared in a Pittsburgh Steelers uniform It was the first time that Steelers fans wanted him to play football in a Pittsburgh Steelers uniform. Just imagine the atmosphere and how much more confidence you could have as a player when guys aren't screaming, give me Kenny Pickett from the stands. Right. This was the first time that he got to play like that. I agree with you, though. I think that no matter what he does in Miami, guessing that he plays in Miami, you cannot walk into philadelphia and say mitch trubisky is our starting quarterback because that at that point you're turning kenny pickett into mitch trubisky and you're giving him the same course of action that mitch is about to or that mitch has gone through over the last six years of his career easy right and how about some consistency like for either of these guys you know yeah like why don't you give them some time to work give them some time to like actually feel out this offense and find their place in it and find what they're good at what they like um you know that kind of thing like Let's let's afford them that at the very least, um, you know, like let's let's do that for your quarterback and just make sure that they're not constantly looking over their shoulder at the guy behind them and saying, oh, man, if like something happens, if something even out of my control happens, if I get hurt, if I, you know, if I have to leave the game for whatever reason, am I just going to get subbed out because if is my done because someone because of you know because of something outside of my control because I had to take you know a snap or a quarter or a half off. Yep, exactly. Exactly. Kenny should never have to worry about it. If Kenny is the next franchise quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers, he should never have to sit around going, "Man, if I get hurt, my career can be over here." You know, unless like, you know, if Mitch comes out in Miami, I guess let me toss this out there, this hypothetical. If Mitch comes out in Miami, throws five touchdown passes, the Steelers absolutely smoke the Dolphins a healthy Dolphins team, and he just looks absurd. Is that enough, or is that still 
no, sorry. There's nothing you can do to say Kenny shouldn't be the starter. Well, yeah, I think that just comes down to what you expected out of this year. Um, if you think that Mitch can do that again against the Eagles, sure. Why not? Throw him back out there. Um, the thing about Mitch is even if he does that, even if he throws for five touchdowns and 400 yards against Miami, I'm not very confident he's going to be able to replicate that performance against really anyone else. Um, no, especially I agree. anyone else on the Steelers' schedule this year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe Atlanta, maybe New Orleans, definitely not Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Definitely not Philadelphia. And that's who you want. Like you want the guy that's going to take a beating and stay confident in Philadelphia. And I don't think that's going to be Mitch Trubisky. And at that point, you're like looking at a situation where you're just like, okay, well, we're going to play Mitch until he proves that he shouldn't be out there. And then we're going to get Kenny back in there. And just like you said, there's no consistency there. At that point, you're just like, all right, well, we're just going to rotate quarterbacks and hope that our wide receivers have a good year and our running back could do anything and our offensive line could get adjusted. And no, it just... There should be no quarterback controversy. There is n- never a limit of where the Steelers should cap. Is Kenny Pickett going to start or is Kenny Pickett going to sit? It should just be Kenny Pickett for the rest of the season unless he's unable to go because of injury. I 100% agree on that one. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right. Last thing I want to talk about here. I ran across this tweet in the middle of the night. And, you know... I read it and I read the caption and it's from Colin Dunlap. And I was like, Oh, like, you know, whatever. It's probably nothing. Mm -hmm. And then you listen to it and you're like, okay, maybe this is something let's, let's check this out. This is a Chris Boswell tweet or a Chris Boswell video. Watch as Matt Canada comes up to celebrate with Frisman Jackson in a couple of seconds. And now listen to Chris Boswell. You want to talk about what that's about as what of a moment as you could possibly have now. Okay. We don't know if Chris Boswell definitely said those words. We don't know where that came from. Although it did sound exactly like Chris Boswell. We don't know where it was directed but it's just a weird coincidence that Matt Canada was four steps in front of him being all hyped. And there was nobody else around him that you were like, Oh, like, what are you talking to Arthur Millette? You talking to Connor Hayward? Both of them had great games. What do you take of that one? Well, to be honest, it certainly tracks with about everything else that we've heard out of the Steelers locker room from those players over the past four weeks, three, four weeks. Like guys were openly, 
talking about how they were displeased with the play calling and displeased with Matt Canada, like before, like earlier this season. Like this is not, this is not something new. And you, you said it to us before we started recording, but this is Chris Boswell. Like this is this is the, this is one of the few guys on this team who would say something like that. You know, like just yep. it kind of fits his personality. Um, I believe it. Obviously, we don't. You know, we don't know for sure that all this was directed towards him or whoever, um, that it was even, you know, said by Chris Boswell, but it, it is, it was believable, you know, like all the pieces add together into something that is not completely far-fetched. Nope. Not far-fetched at all. The second that I saw it, I was like, ah, this is overblown. And then I was like, Whoa, okay. This is, uh, this could be real. This could be very real. And just like you said, like that's, that's Boz. Like Boz, what is, what does he have to hold back? He is the kicker of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mike Tomlin absolutely loves this guy. He's a top five kicker in the NFL. Like you're not getting rid of Chris Boswell. There's you, he could say whatever he wants because he's Chris Boswell and he's fine. If he's, but like, why would you, you're calling out Matt Canna. It wasn't because of you like, Oh, I don't know. I don't know. And it does definitely track like, it definitely seems like there's just been little little tidbits here and there all season long from guys just saying like, oh, the play calling stinks, blah, 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 not being super direct. And then all of a sudden the kicker is just like, you suck. This is we are not winning games because of you. I just right. I don't know, unless it was directed at somebody else and it was just a joke, but it sounded very serious. It sounded like, mm-hmm. wow, what is going on here? Um, what a way to end. What a way to end that game. You know what I mean? With your kicker walking off the field. Right. It is a little weird of Boswell to say, honestly, just like you couldn't have saved, like you couldn't have just capitalized on the good feeling that everyone had and been nice to everyone for, for a day. I just, that's what, that's what gives me the feel of maybe it was like a joke to somebody Mm -hmm. like, you know, like maybe somebody was like all hyped and he was like, Oh, it wasn't cause of you. But the fact that he says that's for sure. Mm -hmm. Like that, that I'm not saying that's for sure. Unless, I'm being a dick unless I'm yeah. being straightforward to you and being like, you suck. That's for sure. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. That was, uh, that was appealing. I, I hope that he's in the locker room today or at minimum Thursday. And I'm just, I'm not even going to ask him about it. I'm just going to go up to him, show him the tweet and say, Hey, I don't know if you've seen this, but this is the deception that Twitter has of what happened as you lock, walked into the locker room and then give him the opportunity to either clear the air or look me dead in the eyes and say, yeah, I said what I said. And I'll be like, okay, all right. Well, I'm going to go tell everybody that right now. Thank you very much. So yeah. we'll see what happens, but I don't know. That was, um, that was, that was one, that was one tweet, especially after a game where, you know, I didn't think the offense played poorly and there was nothing super alarming with the play right. calls, the the play play calls were equally as bad as they've been, but not worse, right. you know? So right. I, I don't know. And they won. So very, I don't know. Very strange tweet, right. but hopefully we have some clarity soon in the next couple of days. I'm just going to walk up and see what he says. And hopefully he says something, but we'll see. Yeah. All right. We're heading out of here. Thank you guys so much for jumping on to another episode of all Steelers talk. Make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash all Steelers talk. Check us out anywhere. You get your podcast and find me and Steven, mine and Steven's work at allstealers.com. I'll be back tomorrow with my Tuesday live stream. And as always, we'll be back on Wednesday to talk more Pittsburgh Steelers. Enjoy your day. Peace. 